ask you a question. I need your opinion on something. Go for it. If you received a package and on the package was written font in Comic Sans, how would you feel about it? Okay. So we're talking to like a, a box here. And if I look at the box, my address and any other text is written in Comic Sans. So I ordered a, a meal prep package from uh-huh. Amazon today. And my Amazon package came, you know, standard, came in in the typical manila envelope. And I look at the box that my stuff came in and the box, like the company font, like was written in Comic Sans. Like everything in the box is Comic Sans. And I'm not quite sure how to feel about it. It's a meal prep business? Yeah. (laughs) All right. Hold on a sec. I'm going to I'm going to Google real quick. Comic Sans. I need to remind myself what this font looks like. It's gonna like hit you over the head, like a dude. Wave that, of nostalgia when you get hit by it. I don't know. I hope it wasn't too pricey, bro. That sounds like yeah. <laughs> they're not putting that much effort into their 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 font. That's like that looks like like you know kindergarten font. That's like not a good a good font for a business. Yeah. That's yeah. Bad. It was. It was. It was. It definitely. It took me for a whirl today. <laughs> I, I'm definitely not quite sure how I feel about it. You know, like I paid money for this. Like what's in this box? Yeah. I better lose like a million pounds and also get like new font when I unlock my goal weight or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they start, they have like a, the more you work your way up their system, the font gets fancier and nicer. And that's your reward is like a nicer <laughs> font every single week or month. One of the uh, one of the worst classes I ever took in my time in school was uh, I I went I took like a uh, like a public relations class in college and one semester I forget what I forget what the context of the class was that day we had to watch a whole documentary on the font type Helvetica and it was like one of the most boring things I've ever experienced in my entire life. Dude, even the word font that's like a boring word. Keep in mind, I play Sonic the Hedgehog competitively in Super Smash Brothers, and that was the most boring thing I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> like, let's just take a second to Dude, appreciate that. No one's more bored than your opponent. Okay, you you could say that you were bored, <laughs> but think about your opponent, bro, and then think about the people watching on the stream at home. Like, dude, the, the boredom watching that character fight is hilarious. I provide the people with snack breaks. That's my comp- that's my contribution to society. So. <laughs> All right, guys, welcome to the Glintendo podcast. This is a weekly Nintendo slash Smash community, big galaxy brain, and also occasional peanut brain conversation podcast. The show goes up every Thursday for supporters on Patreon at patreon.com slash Glintendo, and then becomes free to all the following Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and a bunch of other obscure podcasting things that I'm not sure anyone in my audience even uses. Um, this week, <laughs> this week we're going to talk about some interesting rumors uh, regarding the Donkey Kong series. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about E3 in general, and we're going to talk about what we're playing. And I am not playing, just getting this out of the way right now, because this is weeks, <laughs> two weeks of this show where I think some of the listeners have been waiting to hear a lot about Pokemon Snap, and uh, I have not been able to play it even from last episode. So if you, a lot of people were waiting for last week's episode, hoping that it would be all about that, you know, and then it wasn't, 
And then I kind of said this week's episode would be, but dude, I have not had time. So um, we'll get into that a little bit. Joining me returning is Koopa Kyle Rios, the host of the Cooped Up podcast. Kyle, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good. I'm very happy to be representing the peanut brain takes uh, on the podcast once again this week. The comic Uh, sans takes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, a lot's uh, been different since I was last on the podcast. You bought me a a Jigglypuff Bluetooth speaker. I I turned 27. That was a big deal. Dude. uh, Yeah. So I uh, so Kyle's birthday passed and. I was thinking about what to get you. And dude, it's funny because, all right, have you tried out that speaker? Like, how is it? I have. It's actually really cool. Yeah, it's awesome, right? <laughs> yeah, I like it a lot, actually. So I was at I was at the GameStop and I'm like, all right, I, I'm going to find something for Kyle that I think would be good for him. I saw a few things. I saw some Sonic stuff and I'm like, even on your birthday, I can't give Sonic any money. <laughs> all right. I'm not giving that franchise any more money. So, so I had to find something else. And then, dude, that, that like... So I ended up getting you the Jigglypuff. It's lit. It literally just looks like a Jigglypuff, but it's actually a Bluetooth speaker, right? So oh, yeah. I just saw it in a box, like way up on one of the high shelves, and it was behind something else. And it was, dude, that thing had like layers of dust. Like it was like, <laughs> I don't know how long it's been there, but it had been there forever. And I'm like, dude, this thing is awesome. Like, how did nobody want to buy this? You know what I mean? Like, I, that's something that I would also buy for myself. Like, it's just that cool. And obviously yeah. Jigglypuff known for singing. So there you go. You get the yeah. Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> it's a good pairing uh, for the character and like how that works. So yeah, and, it, and obviously it didn't cost an arm and a leg. Wasn't cheap either though. Want you to know that. Next time you're buying me a gift, Kyle. <laughs> All right? <laughs> I'll make sure to buy you exactly nine bags of Smarties at the dollar store. So <laughs> we'll, we'll be good. No, it's like what's really funny to me. Number one, thank you again for the speaker. It's It's amazing. Uh, I feel like novelty, like Bluetooth speakers, definitely aren't represented enough in like the scapes that we like, you know, populate. Like, I don't, I feel like I should be seeing more of these whenever I go to like conventions and stuff, but like I don't. And I gotta say, it definitely took me for a whirl when I was like, you know, pairing it to my phone. And, you know, if you've ever paired a Bluetooth device to your phone, it gives you like the name of the device and, and, you know, where to find it and sync it. And it's spelled Jigglypuff as two words, which like totally tilted me because I was like, <laughs> no, 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 no. This, this can't be right. There must be something wrong with this. Yeah. But no, it, 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 it works swimmingly uh, for, for uh, a Jigglypuff Bluetooth speaker. It sits very nicely on my desk. So that's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad you enjoy it. That's something that even, even I would, I was like, dude, even I would get this. Like, this is so sick. Um, I can tell you right now that uh, Marina show supporter, she was like, extremely jealous about this. Like when I showed her, I showed her the picture of it because she's a huge Pokemon fan and like a Jigglypuff fanatic. She was really tight. All right. So <laughs> I hope you really enjoy it extra now, knowing that it makes someone else upset that you got this Jigglypuff speaker. What, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to sleep a little bit better at night for sure. There you go. <laughs> Jigglypuff going to do that rest on you, bro. That yes. extra rest. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so um, what have you been playing, my friend? What, how have you been occupying your time with games? What have you been doing? What kind of so, damage are we looking at? So it's it's you caught me at a good time, Glenn. Um, I don't know if I was playing this when I started the last time I was here. Um, I started playing Hollow Knight for the first time. Oh, yeah, um, you did mention that. Yeah, I'm, I'm still making my way through that. Uh, it's a lot of fun. 
I gotta say, it's been a minute since I played a Metroidvania game. <clears throat> it's a it's a franchise of game that like I'm very I'm more so from it's really funny when I talk about like the Metroidvania like genre. I'm much more familiar with the Vania than I am the Metroid because I've only played like two Metroid games in my life, but I still enjoy the genre. And I'm mentioning that now because I'll, I'll make sure to piggyback off of that later when we get to to the other meat of the podcast today. But um, no, I've been playing through Hollow Knight. That game's a lot of fun. I I like it a lot. I love the art design and I, I'm starting to really understand why people go like like Eminem like go crazy like for this game. <laughs> it is so good. I think the atmosphere is great. The art design is is awesome. Um and again the Metroidvania is style of game is just so satisfying to me because I love the feeling of knowing that like I and I probably mentioned it's the last time I talked about it, but like I love the feeling of like running into something that can like kick my ass and then coming back hours later into the game and knowing that I can kick that thing's ass. Like it makes me very happy. Yeah, that's one of that's like the standard thing for that genre. Like when you have a good Metroidvania, that's the big thing. Is like, oh, see me now, bro. <laughs> but let me but I, I I wanted to use this opportunity, Glenn, to pitch to pitch a question to the podcast. I if you will allow me to do so. Pitch I, away, my friend. I ha- I am shining the Glintendo signal uh from the sky. Uh, I am your commissioner Gordon right now, as I'm <laughs> rallying the fan base of the Glintendo podcast. So I got two gift cards for my birthday. I got a GameStop gift card plus a $25 gift card from one of my other friends. Now I don't know what game I should buy. I'm kind of torn. I went into a GameStop the other day for the first time in Lord knows how long, definitely in like well over a year since the pandemic started. I can't physically tell you the last time I went into a GameStop to physically buy a game. And I'm just looking around. I'm just like, I don't know what I want to (laughs) buy. Like I was, uh, I tried buying like a physical version of like Pokemon Snap. They didn't have it. And I don't feel like exhausting this gift card like digitally because that's just a lot of work that I don't want to have to jump through. So I'm I'm asking the the fan base of the Glintendo podcast, riling the, the troops. <laughs> what game should I buy with my combined gift card money? I think it, I think I have like 40, 45, 50 bucks in gift cards. So Ooh, what should okay, forty five to fifty dollars in gift cards. Damn. And yeah, you tried to get Pokemon Snap already. Damn, and it was sold out. You're saying. Yeah, they um they uh, took for I I guess they uh only sent them pre-orders or something. I don't really know. It's the first time I've ever gone to a game to, to this specific GameStop and a game is sold out like that. So I'm just I was yeah. very surprised by yeah, that. Yeah, maybe that game is going to be a lot bigger than we think. Uh we'll see about that, but like 45 to 50. dollars So like you can't really buy like a full new price like new game with that unless you're you know willing to pay a little extra which i'm assuming you are since you already failed at getting pokemon snap oh yeah you were attempting to get it um let's see i mean honestly i'll get the uh if, if you're listening just you know dm me on twitter or through the patreon thing and let let me know what you guys think he should do i'm gonna try to give at least one suggestion right now um okay hmm this is kind of tough I'm trying to think of what you don't already have, but that I I would really recommend. Like, obviously, everyone already knows the first thing that came to mind was Pikmin 3. Um, If Hungry was here, you oh, you know what you can get? Okay, this is probably a really good choice. You can get Wonderful 101 because Ah. that's that's already a, a smaller budget game. 
Um, I think the Switch version, if you want the physical one, I think it's only 40 bucks. And there you already have the gift card for that. And then on top of that, like just knowing you and knowing what you like, I feel like you'd get a kick out of that game. Like that game has a really cool sense of humor and it's like a fun, like the, the aesthetic is fun. Um, so maybe get that. I don't, I don't know if you ever played it. Did you? I never have. No. There you go. <laughs> there you go, bro. We got, we got it. Yeah. I think we, that's like, that's a good place to start. I know hungry is, I'm sure the hair on the back of his neck is standing up by us talking about the wonderful one Oh one. And he's not here. So that's stuff. I, if I can find a physical copy of it, I will, I will make sure to grab it. I got to say, the, the, this GameStop layout definitely took me for a ride. It the, the store is, is changed, man. Like <laughs> GameStop definitely peaked for me when I was in high school and is like very much not gotten back on its feet because it was I've it's I've never seen the store like so uh how do I put this like retail focused? If you know yeah, what I'm trying to say. So that's kind of like the new thing for them is like in the last couple of years, because digital became such a big thing and most people like year over year, like even before the pandemic, the pandemic is like the nail in the coffin for this, but you know, things were trending towards digital more and more. And then you have like Microsoft and Sony putting out like digital only versions of their systems and stuff. So GameStop was doing worse and worse and worse for years. And then they, they bought that, um, they bought that company. I think they were called like think geek or something. Do you remember they used to have stores? Yeah. So they were, they started like they bought that company and they started their like thing was that they were going to turn GameStops into more like um, places where you would go to buy nerd culture, like apparel and like toys and statues and backpacks and like physical items. Cause they just knew that, you know, the used game thing uh, that, that really made GameStop huge was just going away. You know what I mean? Like people yeah, are buying yeah. less and less used games and physical games in general. Like, so whatever. I mean, I think it, I kind of feel the same way you do where I remember there were I went all digital like pretty early in uh, like maybe I want to say like mid Wii U and like mid 3DS era. Mm-hmm. So there was like a good four to five year period where I had not stepped into a GameStop. And then when I finally did, I was like, am I in a Kohl's? <laughs> like, dude, it was crazy. It was like just T-shirts like everywhere. Like it was like, I, I, I was like, where are the games? Like I just, it was so different because I hadn't been there so long. And so like, uh, yeah, I guess that's kind of their thing now. But um, is the is the game something you go to the one in Wayne? Like the one that's right by you? Yeah. So it's, um, you've probably been with me on like on my way there before. It's like. Yeah, so next like to a- the Starbucks, right? Yes, yeah, you pass like a Taco Bell, there's like a Five Guys and like a Michaels and like that complex over there. That's been like my uh that's been like my go-to GameStop since I was like a kid. Um like mostly cuz that's like the easiest one for me to get to without having to like go to the mall and like they usually do midnight releases for certain things. So like that's been my go-to spot and I'm looking at the I'm literally looking at the games on my desk right now cuz I don't know many physical games myself either. And I'm trying to think all these games I've actually bought at Target. <laughs> Target's where I do like a lot of my video game shopping, um, ironically enough. But yeah, it was definitely a weird experience. And you've covered a lot of this stuff before in the, the episode you did on GameStop back when that was like the hot topic of conversation. So like I'm not, you know, saying anything new or groundbreaking, but it was so it was so strange. I was so like half of the store was like, you know, apparel and like plushies and like 
other, you know, other nerd memorabilia and stuff. And not to say that all of that is bad. I've definitely like seen some cool stuff in uh, GameStop of that variety. Yeah, like there is a like Jigglypuff there... Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but like outside of the Jigglypuff Jiggly Bluetooth speaker, there was a uh, there was a Marvel Comics like long like form like art thing that I found one time that I re- deeply regret not buying because it like looked really cool and it would have fit like very perfectly on like a, a very specific part of my room. And I'm kind of pissed that I didn't get it. But like they also have a lot of like generic like you know like gaming like tech stuff like i can go into a GameStop and buy like an elgato stream deck or like all like you know like logitech razor like steel series like all like the big name brand like you know streamer tech stuff for like headphones and keyboards and and, and computer mouses so like that was you know it's definitely a, a convenience thing where like okay i don't have to like specifically go to like this one store you know gamestop has started to become like an all-encompassing entity of like nerd stuff it's sort of like becoming what hot topic is now for you know yeah when, when right. hot topic you know there's a great video i watched um by a youtuber that i really like who did a, a like a a oral history of uh of of hot topic and how hot topic went from being like you know like the scene store like the scene punk rock you know like uh post hardcore you know uh apparel store to where you can buy like you know hardcore records and stuff like in stores to where it's just like all like generic like pop culture stuff now where it's like you can buy stuff for like anime and like harry potter and like funko pops up up the wazoo and stuff so i feel like gamestop's just like slowly getting in like towards that direction which i guess you know if that's your your beat it's fine i just don't need a fifth store where i can buy a nintendo 64 t-shirt at (laughs) personally you know where i do all my gaming shopping kyle nintendo (laughs) eShop. do it right from home i don't gotta leave i don't gotta do anything man i just bought like a two uh, a one terabyte micro sd card for my switch and now i'm like i don't have to think about this forever i just have all my games there it's it's sweet bro (laughs) Um, but yeah, so you've been playing hollow Knight and all that stuff. Uh, ask me, I want you to ask me, try to grill me on this. What have I been playing? Go ahead. Ask me. Glintendo, super Glintendo, my friendo. What have you been playing recently? Absolutely nothing, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I legit have not had any time like i've been really busy with like family stuff and like all this other stuff i played a little bit more pokemon snap um i'm really not far into it like i'm so early into the game that i don't even know like i don't know what the level or mission structure is like everything is still very confusing to me uh it's still very new um and yeah so i i I can't even have an opinion of the game like i just i do enjoy the, the little i played of it but man like i have no clue what to make of that game yet i'm just so like early into it and then I, I every time i have like 15 or 20 minutes i'll play apex legends which i'm now back on playing the switch version exclusively because the uh the gyro controls make the aiming so good and so much better so it's like i'm, I'm basically just picking my poison because it's like on ps4 it runs smoother which makes lining up your shot and like the really intense gunfire moments makes it a lot easier but then the Switch version, it, the frame rate's a little worse, or maybe significantly worse. It's a lot less smooth in that way, but the controls are so much smoother. And I just rather play with a pro controller. So for me, I'm just going with the controller thing. Um, 
but yeah, so I'm basically playing nothing. I have nothing new to say about any of this <laughs> stuff. Like, um, I know you you just mentioned that like you didn't get to buy Pokemon Snap, but clearly you're interested if you went to go buy it, right? Like, where are you with that game? Like, what are you, are you waiting for anything, or are you like going to get no. to it eventually? Like, how does it look to you at this point? It's definitely one of those things where I kind of have to be in a mood for it. I am very streaky when it comes to video games. Like, I'll buy a game and like I'll go like you know really like ham on it for like a couple days and then like i'll put it down and like do other stuff and then you know i'll eventually find my way back to it and and play it and it's funny you mentioned that because like i'm definitely like that right now with another game that i mentioned a couple weeks ago which is the avengers game on the ps4 for some reason i really i like i was like talking to a couple of my friends about it and they're like listen if you can get past the fact that it's just like the worst aspects of destiny (laughs) then you can definitely like power through it because the story's supposed to be really good and like i've been on kind of a marvel kick lately so like my you know my my interest is like lined up right there but like i can't bring myself to do it just yet um in regards to pokemon snap i'm definitely like i want to play it it's just like i'm definitely in the mood to play a game like that right now but i i i just haven't had the time to like go to a GameStop to like buy because that's a game i like physically want to buy i don't want that like taking up space on my on my switch when like i can have room for like other stuff that's coming out that i'm probably going to keep there um for a while so like i i want to like it's also one of those things where it's just like going into a store like is just like physically exhausting (laughs) like (laughs) the process of like i've gotten so accustomed to like you know the sheltered pandemic life where like i like haven't had to go you know, shopping for pleasure outside of, you know, clothes shopping at Target when I'm also buying groceries is like, yeah. I haven't had to like do that in a while. So like to physically go into a GameStop or like my options are like pretty like limited, especially because a lot of like the new stuff coming out right now just like super really isn't for me. But Pokemon Snap is definitely for me. It's just a matter of when I'm going to get off my my butt and, and go buy it. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting because I'm already starting to feel like you know, people are vaccinated and like the, you know, there's a bit more of a roadmap as to how things are going to reopen. And so, you know, I'm getting flashbacks to this exact period last year where I was excited to stay home and play games all day. And like a new game would come out and I would jump on it immediately. Whereas now I'm kind of just like, I think we did that for so long. The quarantine was so long and like, I'm I'm not as excited to go out and just like, I'm not excited as excited to just stay home and play games instead of going out. So um, I'm just, I've been happy <laughs> to not have much to play this week. Like I played Smash almost like like once or twice in the past week. Um, so yeah, we'll see how it goes. I mean, at the end of the day, the, the one thing about this show that I think is interesting is that every other, you know, major like, nintendo or just video game podcast it's usually done by like uh, you know one of the flagship like gaming websites or like something that has like a huge following where they get early access to games and stuff for us it's just going to be like we're just going to play it when it comes out or when we get to it and that's the best we can do but also like i'm fine with that because dude sometimes i look at these guys who work in the industry and stuff and i'm like if you have to rush through a game to get the review done by a certain date and so that you can have your review up before everyone else and all that stuff. Like I could see myself personally not enjoying the game at all when I have to play it for work. Whereas, you know, this show is just for fun. And like, 
we do a pretty good job of talking about all this other crap. Like we don't need necessarily to like, I, I just don't even want to put that pressure on myself of like, oh God, like I have to cram 50 hours of Pokemon Snap into this weekend so that on the next show I can talk about it for two hours. Like we'll get to it when we get to it. And like, that's just the way it's going to be, you know? Yeah, no, I, I understand 100%. There's um a lot of horror stories I've heard of like other like, you know, review sites and and stuff that they um the people in charge have had like very unfair like embargo like crunch where like you know you have to have the review up on a thursday it's tuesday you're playing an rpg and you have to you know play 30 hours of this rpg to get to the embargo point and you work a full-time job you probably have a kid you're in your mid-30s and you look down at your at your console and you're like man what am i gonna do here it's like, Very specific. I, yeah, it's like you have no health care, you haven't eaten in days, and you have to review The Witcher 3. You have to put 100 <laughs> hours into The Witcher 3 before Thursday. And then you have to have a good review because if, if the review is bad, the fan base is going to come to your house and just lynch you in front of your family. Like, it's just that seems so not fun, especially because of how crazy social media is now, dude. Like, I can't tell you how many times, like, Look, obviously, we're huge Nintendo fans, right? Like, that's my favorite game company. I think it's not like a stretch to say that they're the best first-party game designer developer to this day, right? But there are a lot of games that come out that Nintendo puts out where I look at the reviews and I'm like, all right, man, like this game is not a 10 out of 10 or this game is not a 9. And it's not a Nintendo exclusive problem. It's like just this happens in general with reviews. But some of that sometimes feels like, you know, this person has a weak or maybe two weeks to play a game. And then they also have to deal with the fan base and the audience going nuts on Twitter. And it's like, is it really, sometimes I can imagine some of these people being like, is it really worth it for me to give this Mario game a seven? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, maybe like, it deserves a seven, but I'm going to give it an eight just so I don't die tomorrow. And I could just, you know, like <laughs> I don't get killed by a disgruntled platformer fan in, in the subway, like stuff yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Somebody with an anime profile picture, who's like gonna dox you because they can yeah and like they, they you know they're like 17 and like have no remorse <laughs> like, yeah this like, merciless anime profile picture twitter accounts yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no mercy bro so yeah, it's, um it's scary yeah so yeah but i'm not playing much but uh we are reaching that time of the year it, it, dude, this year, I'm going to be saying this probably every episode of this show forever for this whole year. This year is going by so insanely fast. Like I really, if I took a second right now to like remember early January, I can do it. I feel like I'm still there. Some part of my body is still back there in January. And I'm like, every time I look at the calendar, I'm like, holy crap, it's already mid-May. Like how? Yeah. You know what I mean? So we're in that that phase now where we're leading up to E3 and uh, it's next month. It's in mid-June as always. And it's we're going to be talking about that. There's going to be a lot of rumors. There's going to be a lot of leaks. Like we're in that freaking rainbow road to E3 right now, <laughs> like leading up to it. That's going to be, I guarantee you, like even if we have other stuff to talk about on this show for the next few weeks, E3 is going to keep coming up until that show is out and over. Um, so we're, it's that time of year, right? And I'm excited as hell for that, obviously. Um, and so now that we're in this, this like, you know, we're in this, uh, the last lap of Rainbow Road to E3, um, I want to start talking about like 
there's so much expectation for what this is going to be and how big this E3 might be for Nintendo because they had, again, like last year with COVID and, and with a bunch of stuff, they their directs have always been very, it feels like they, they're holding back. It feels like there's a lot of stuff we know is eminent, but they, they can't, they haven't blown the doors off on anything yet. And yep. so there's a lot of expectation on this E3 to have like, you know, just the the floodgates open up and it's just an insane amount of announcements of like all this stuff. Like we're going to, everyone's expecting to see Breath of the Wild 2. Like if we don't, or if we don't see a lot of it, it's going to be just like, what? Like this game was announced like three years ago and Metroid Prime 4, obviously, duh. But like outside of that and like the Switch Pro, outside of that stuff, like what, just for you personally, I don't want to, I don't want to like speculate on the audience and like the Nintendo fan community. I'm just talking about like you personally as a Nintendo fan and like what your tastes and what you, where you at with where you are at with the Switch. What do they need to announce at this E3 next month for you personally to be like, "Oh my god, they crushed it." Like what do you want? You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's actually ironic because as of the recording of this podcast, we are a month away exactly from when E3 starts on June 12th. Um so it's funny how we planned that that way. Um, I'm I'm definitely with you. Like E3 is definitely like the uh, it's it's the Christmas for gamers, you know, in the middle of the in, of the year. Um, and all the, like the big players are back this year. Microsoft, uh, you know, Ubisoft, uh, Square Enix, Nintendo, you know, all of your favorites are there except uh, Sony. Except, except Sony, Sony. Except gone Sony. again. <laughs> yeah, they've. I mean. It's I'm I'm okay with it. Like if it means I'm missing out on on an Aisha Tyler like hosted like Sony interactive panel when they're gonna show a lot of the same games they showed at the other conferences anyway. Like I you know I can watch Capcom and Warner Brothers and Square Enix's panels and like essentially get a feel for like what was gonna be at the Sony conference. So I'll be okay. Um, outside of like the you know the very generic stuff like there's the stuff that Nintendo hasn't shown anything on. Uh, you know, Bayo 3, Breath of the Wild 2, things we just know that exist, but they haven't, like, shown anything yet. I would love an update on Metroid Prime 4. Again, I'm not even the biggest Metroid guy. I, I, I like, if, you know, I say I'm a fringe Zelda fan. I've played double the amount of Zelda games I've played of Metroid games, uh, and then some. So I feel like the Metroid community needs a non-Federation Force bone to be thrown at, in their direction. <laughs> Um, so I, I'd be cool with that. I would see, you know, the, I feel like we're at least going to get one new smash character shown. It's been E3 tradition. Whenever they show us smash characters, we usually get two. Uh, if, if I'm cor- incorrect in that, somebody will fact check me, but you know, I remember, uh, we got banjo and hero at, uh, at the, uh, the first E3, uh, when, you know, during the first fighters pass, uh, We've had multiple fighters revealed in the past at E3, you know, with Pac-Man and the Miis and Palutena. Pac-Man not even revealed during the actual stream. It was revealed during a press junket, which was so strange, but still one of my favorite, like, little in-industry things, which was fun to watch. For me personally, and again, I'm going to I'm gonna to cater to my speed fetish for a second. I would love an update or something regarding Sonic's 30th anniversary game. Uh, it's been teased for a minute. We got what the logo looks like, what the 30th anniversary logo will look like. Sega is confirmed to be, uh, you know, a, an exhibiting partner and sponsor of E3 this year. I feel like if this E3 comes and goes without any sort of major Sonic announcement, I'm going to be a little disappointed. I would just, I don't even care if it's like, 
you know, it could be Sonic Forces 2. It, it could be something. I don't know. I just need to see something. So as a Sonic fan, I can either complain about it or love it and then complain about it. So for <laughs> me personally, that would knock it out of the park for me. Yeah. What if it's, uh, you know, what if it's the, the long awaited, the final villain that everyone's been waiting for to be in Smash? What if it's just Eggman is one of the two final characters and you just see that an awesome trailer for Eggman coming to Smash Brothers? I would defecate on the floor, Glenn. On I don't know floor. where I, I would. I don't know. I don't care where I am. I don't care what the circumstances are. If it gets me fired from my job, it's fine. <laughs> if I if if I if I come back from my lunch break and I find out that, or if I'm watching a trailer wherever I might happen to be that day, and I hear like any semblance of like Eggman's theme or like any of like that like great like boss music from Sonic the Hedgehog, I it's 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 on site. <laughs> I, I I will not be able to control my bodily functions because Dude. I will be that excited. If that happens, I will personally shit in your pants. Your <laughs> pants have been waiting to have this shit in them from this announcement. All right, you're not gonna escape. You're not gonna escape your pants and getting shit on. I, I will do it myself. If I have to. Okay, one way or another, you're gonna shit your pants. That's how this I, is happening. I don't. <laughs> I don't tend to like. Fa- I don't tend to like. You know, fantasize about like what of a you know a certain character's like reveal trailer looks like but like i've thought long and hard about like what an eggman trailer would look like and if i'm if i can manifest this and like call my shot right now like a month ahead of time i i want i want i want doug bowser to call me personally and give me a job i want i want someone in the industry to call me and be like listen you were right we need you right now when can you start um I've, I've thought about it long and hard in my head and I'm just like, it's going to, it's going to be some sort of like, you know, any of the characters that can fly or like fight in the air, they're going to be fighting Bowser and the Koopalings on like the Bowser fortresses in the sky and stuff like that. And then there's going to be a giant shadow that like overcasts and it's going to start playing like the classic Sonic, like boss music, like da, na, 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 na. And you're just going <laughs> to see the, fu- you're just going to see the death egg. And the Egg Fortress, and it's gonna be awesome. And I'm gonna weep. I'm gonna cry, grown man tears, because that's because that's the only way they can do it, in my opinion. Dude, that would be hype. Like I'm not a huge Sonic fan, um, but yeah, that would be really cool. Because again, like they have this theme going with Ultimate. I remember before Ultimate, there was like this thing where people always wanted more villains in Smash Brothers, and they in this game specifically, we started getting all the villains. Like K. Rule is here, Ridley is here. Uh, they got Sephiroth. Like the the only real big villain left that isn't in the game is Eggman and a real Ganondorf. But we'll just leave <laughs> that for another conversation. Yeah, it's a, it's just such untapped territory. Like they had a literal trailer where everybody was fighting their arch enemies. Yeah, like, right. The they, made a, the, they made a thing out of that. Yeah. The only other trailer I would accept is, is if they did that trailer like a third time <laughs> with everybody yeah. again. Yeah, they just kept <laughs> adding everyone, which was really cool. It, it, like it started with just like. Mario, Bowser, Link, Ganon, and then it was like, you know, Fox and Wolf, and then they went to Ridley with Samus and K. Rule with DK. That was so cool. Like, that was an awesome thing. Yeah, I want them to do the whole trailer again, except this time it's DK, Diddy, K. Rule, and Banjo sleeping in DK's house. Yeah. And then they, and then they find Dr. Eggman. That's hype. So um, for me personally, obviously, like we're not going to talk about Breath of Wild 2. Like that would be not my number one, two, and three spot. Metro Prime 4 is my <laughs> four, five, and six spot. We, how do we need to talk about that? We already know Splatoon 3 is coming out next year. We got to see a little bit of that. So um, I'm going to try to come up with a few ideas or, or, or things that aren't as 
you know, obvious. Um, I really just want, like, we've talked about this before, but like, I just want new stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. want to keep getting into the phase where I've been a Nintendo fan for so long and I've seen so many E3s at this point that it almost feels like you're in this uh, cycle where you're just waiting for franchises to come back, right? So mm-hmm. you're just like, okay, when is the next Zelda? Okay, we got that. Now, when is the next Metroid? Uh, okay, where's the next Mario? And where's the next this? And Smash and all that stuff. And like, it becomes this repetitive thing where you're just constantly waiting for the same few series to return or to a new entry. And you eventually get them, but you know, you're always just waiting there. And it's like, I'm not even going to, you know, I'm not going to... um get my hopes up for Star Fox or something like that or Pikmin, which I want really new installments of. But like, I would rather, instead of all that stuff, I would just love something super, super brand new. Like, I just want to see something that I've never seen before the way that I saw Splatoon. Um, One day I'm going to talk about on this show, I'll I'll go into, maybe we'll do this for our E3 episode, like the week before E3. But like, I, I think I told you this before, right? Like I actually went to an E3 in person once. Did no, I tell you about that? that? That's crazy. What? <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll, uh, that's a long story. So I'll definitely make more of a, I'll make an episode out of that eventually. That'll probably come up in the next few weeks leading up to the actual show. Um, but yeah, I got to play Splatoon before anyone knew what it was. Like, I didn't know what it was. I was just waiting. It was like the E3 before, um, the year that Smash Brothers came out on the Wii U and 3DS. And so that was their main game, right? And so I'm at the show and the line for Smash Brothers was around the block, the around the city, around the entire <laughs> universe, dude. That the line just never ended. So I was like, okay, I hate lines and any public space. I hate lines, traffic, like being in a crowd. I hate all that stuff. So I just started looking at the other games that no one was online for and there's this big setup for Splatoon. And you see I'm like, what is that? Like Splatoon like this is is this like a third party game that is in the Nintendo booth or something? And then like I played it and I'm like, what the heck? Like the whole experience was so new to me. And I just want to feel like that again. I want to see something that is just not even a franchise I've been waiting for my whole life. I just want something that I've never seen. Um, so hopefully we'll see that because again, something you and I have talked about on the show before is that like, you know, a lot of these Nintendo games are still selling so well, even three, four years after they came out. And a lot of those teams, like, hey, instead of putting that team to make another Mario Kart or that team to make another Mario Odyssey, which we'll get to in a bit, you know, let those guys make something completely different since we we bought them a lot of time by, like, having these, like, long tail, super successful games. Um, but the one thing I will say is if I see a new Fire Emblem game, I'm going... <laughs> to go postal bro i'm going to lose each and every mind that i have bro let me explain something all right i think fire emblem games are really high quality games and the fan base is is rabid like it's it's unbelievable how how much people love this series right and the series is huge Mm -hmm. now whatever but like the thing that bothers me about fire emblem is not actually the game itself. I think those games are great. I know eventually I'll fall in love with one of those games at some point. I like strategy games, whatever. The thing that bothers me is that Intelligent Systems, the developer of Fire Emblem, they used to make Advance Wars games. And (laughs) ever since Fire Emblem popped off on the 3DS, Advance Wars has been completely gone. On the DS alone, 
there was like three Advance Wars games. And on the Game Boy Advance, there were a bunch and they're all really good. And I'm not even asking for a new Advance Wars. If, if they do want to make a new Advance Wars, that would be sick. But I just would like for them to take a break from Fire Emblem <laughs> for a little bit. It feels like we get a new Fire Emblem like every year and a half or two years, like clockwork. I just want them to take a break so that they could port or remaster the original Advance Wars or just bring some of those games back. Please, God, if I see <laughs> Fire Emblem at this freaking E3, bro, when I just want to see one Advance Wars game just one more time, I'm going to be oh, so upset. Dude, those games, have you played Advance Wars? Those games are awesome. I have. I'm not a huge like strategy game like person, um, but they're a lot of fun. And I always am a fan of like, I, th- I feel like this happens every E3 where like an older franchise kind of gets like a push in the right direction. I can't think of any examples off like hand, but like I, I would like to see more of that than like maybe just um, like a completely new IP. Cause I know um, I'm thinking back to, I think it was the same E3 where um, we got the, the Pac-Man drop for smash. I think it was like 2018 or actually, no, that would have been 2014, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. it was 2014. Yeah, it would have been 2014. Um, <laughs> I remember that that same week, and Nintendo was like, oh, we're finally, like, we're dropping, like, a new IP, guys. Like, you guys are going to love this one. And it was codenamed Steam, and that game fell flat on its face. Oh, I forgot and, about like, that game. That was a yeah. 3DS game. It looked like a comic book. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that game had, like, you know, Marty McFly energy where it's just, like, you guys weren't ready for that, but your kids are going to love it or something like that. So, like, I don't – that game just kind of came and went. And, like, I feel like with new EPs at E3, you know, they always look very interesting. But, like, whether or not it performs or not is always, like, you know, up to up to the people on whether or not they want to buy it or not. So I would love to see, you know, something like that where, like, you get, like, an older game. Like, I, th- I think back to when, uh, or, like, you know, a sequel that nobody was looking for. Like, I that e- that Sony press conference is burned into my brain forever when they announced the Final Fantasy VII remake and Shenmue 3 back-to-back. And The, and the Last Guardian. And The Last Guardian. Yeah, The, the Last Guardian was a game that everyone was like, that game is dead. Like, that was supposed to come yeah. out on PS3. <laughs> it was a tech demo, and then it was, like, gone forever. And they are like, oh, uh. We're remaking Final Fantasy VII. Everyone loses their mind, right? They shit in each other's pants. Like, they just trade pants. Like, hey, you can shit in mine. I'll shit in yours. And then Shenmue 3. And they're like, okay, this is insane. And then The Last Guardian. I was like, I remember watching that PlayStation uh, E3 and being like, oh, my God. But then it, it was really hype until you realized all of those games were, like, 20 years away. Like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> like dude think- like the last guardian came out i think before like all of them but final fantasy 7 came out last year and that was like yeah. 2014 that they was announced like all those games took forever to come out yeah i don't remember when it came out i was still working at the gas station when that came out so yeah that's at least like at least five years ago it's funny because i remember watching these like I, I have like an obsession of like watching like industry like people like react to stuff during e3 so like i think i was watching like i one of these like gaming websites like reacting to the sony press conference and like they showed the you know the final fantasy 7 remake and everybody's like collectively losing their mind and then they show shenmue 3 and the people are like literally standing up in your seats one guy stood up on the desk like like people were losing their collective minds and rightfully so so like 
And I think they did do something similar recently with like I think Panzer like the Panzer Dragoon remake. No, that was at a, a Nintendo uh, Direct. Never mind. It yeah. all just kind of blends together after a while. But yeah, you know, I would I would love to see something like that. Like, give me something like weird and outside of the box. Give me another like I don't know Glover game or something. Like, I'd be, oh I'd, be <laughs> I'd be hyped for that. Like, give me something. Give me something stupid that I can just like turn my brain off and enjoy or something. It, in my opinion, this is all they have to do to crush it for everyone. So first of all, if they don't show breath of the wild 2 they're, they they cannot crush this e3 there's it's literally impossible for them to do anything i don't care what they announce they can announce that like you know i don't know like there's no game that they can announce that's going to fill the hole of breath of the wild 2 so to crush this e3 they absolutely need to show that there's no way around that metroid prime 4 i think people at this point are so like uh, <laughs> they're the so prime. pessimistic about that game. Where if they show Breath of the Wild two, they might be able to get away with no Metroid Prime four. But if they show Metroid Prime four and Breath of the Wild two, they crush it no matter what else is in between. You know what I mean? Like they can literally yeah. just show just those two games, and people will be like, "Oh my god, this is the best E three of all time." So to crush it, they have to show those two games. Um, in my opinion, they have to do that. Show something new that is just really left field that no one's expecting. Because the, the thing about E3s is that people really want to see the games that they know are coming. You know what I mean? But I really think that, that and in the end, the thing that always leaves you floored is always the, the surprises that you don't see coming. Like what you just said about Shenmue 3 and The Last Guardian and Final Fantasy VII Remake. Like none of those were rumored for that PlayStation like none of the, those aren't sequels to games that just came out. Like they're not expected to be there. So like I want to see Breath of the Wild and Metro Prime 4. Those are expected to be there. It's almost like they can only lose because they have to show those. But I want to see something that is just unreal or, or just really unexpected. And that brings us to the rumors from this week, <laughs> which are... Uh, this this kind of came out of nowhere. Like I really was not expecting this. Um, so we'll have to see if this happens during E3. But this week, uh, a lot of rumors started swirling that to celebrate the Donkey Kong franchise's 40th anniversary, because the, the original Donkey Kong, the arcade game, came out July 9th in 1981. So 40 years later, that's now, basically, wow. um, <laughs> that a new Donkey Kong game is coming out that it's very far along in development and that it's a 2d donkey Kong game developed in-house by nintendo themselves so just keep in mind the last time nintendo themselves made a mainline donkey Kong game was donkey Kong jungle beat in 2004 they have not made a dk game since and the rumors are saying that you know it's not necessarily a donkey Kong country game um that it, it might be like a new Super Mario Brothers kind of deal, but for the DKC, the Donkey Kong series, and that it's made by the guys who made Super Mario Odyssey, the the same team Ooh. at Nintendo, which is very interesting because obviously Odyssey came out in 2017, uh, the same year the Switch came out, and that game didn't get DLC, right? Like we all thought it was going to have like a big DLC expansion type thing. And then there was no sequel. 
like not even an announcement, right? So Breath of the Wild is a similar, it's made by a similar team at Nintendo. Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey come out in the same year. Breath of the Wild gets a huge, a lot of DLC, two different waves of big DLC expansion. Mario Odyssey gets nothing. You got like a, a free update where you have like a little Luigi mini game and that's it. And then we have the announcement of Breath of the Wild 2 and everyone thought like, oh, there's no Mario Odyssey DLC because it's going to be just a Mario Odyssey 2. And then now we're hearing it might not be that either. It might literally be <laughs> because it, it also would have made sense for that game to come out last year if it was real, right? Like part of the Mario 35th anniversary stuff. If sure. there was a new mainline Mario, they probably would have made a big deal out of that. Um, but yeah, so the rumor is that instead that team has been working on a Donkey Kong game. And if that sounds random, it's actually not that random. Um, I think the first episode that you were on this show with me, Kyle, we talked about like Wii games that we would want to see ported. And yes, my number did. one pick was Donkey Kong Jungle Beat, which originally came out of the GameCube, was ported to the Wii. And that was created by the Mario Galaxy team, which became the Mario Odyssey team. And so a lot of the people that worked on Mario Odyssey and a lot of the latest Mario games, their first game was Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. And that game is amazing. It's really good. So um, so that's the latest rumor. That came this week. We're, if this is real, we're going to see this at E3. And that would kind of go with maybe what I'm saying where I want... I would want them to bring back some old franchises, but I also want to see something new. So that might line up and that might be an awesome thing that we see a month from now. Uh, just general thoughts on this rumor. Like, what do you think? Like, is this something that you'd be excited for? Or like, what, do you, what, what, what thoughts are going through your mind when you read this? Well, the fact that Donkey Kong is already 40 years old is absurd. Like, <laughs> yeah. That is insane. Bro, yeah, real quick before you continue, I had the same reaction where I was like, what? Like, he's 40? Like, what? That's insane. He's a grown man. Like he's got a he's got kids and stuff at this point. Probably. Which technically means that Mario is forty, but the Mario the Super Mario franchise is only thirty five, because Mario was in Donkey Kong, but he's just the he, that wasn't his own series yet. So and it's, that means it's Pauline is forty, and if she's forty, I'm forty. So, <laughs> but uh, listen, I think this is ex I think this is exciting. Um, if uh, I got to be real, though, like when I hear new Super Mario Brothers, like I get like the worst type of goosebumps. Like I get so I get like I um I get like chills, like hot sweats, hot flashes. Yeah, I get the R.L. Stein goosebumps. Yeah, immediately, yeah, yeah. Because like those games are like ugh, that that franchise a game overstayed its welcome greatly with me because like they released so many of them in such quick succession and like they're fine those games are are, are fun you know if you if you're hanging out with uh you, if you have like friend roommates you live with or like nephews you like babysit or whatever like that those games are harmless um i i think if it's a jungle beat style game that would be really cool obviously you know we talked about that game being a fun game to port and I think the I think the the switch lends itself well to rhythm games because of the joy cons and such. So I think that would be really, really cool. And if this means, you know, if it's in the same style of Odyssey, I got to be honest, I feel like that team's a little wasted making a 2D game because the, the beauty about Odyssey is like it's Mario's first, you know, foray into like, well, not first foray, but like, you know, he's in a, in a sandbox style game like of that size. You know what I mean? Where you, you know, with with big areas to explore. You know, uh, his most uh, you know souped up movement uh, kit since Mario Sunshine. So 
there's I, I feel like if we were to get like a Donkey Kong game from the Odyssey team and it's not like a 3D like Donkey Kong 64 style game, I would be kind of bummed out a little bit because that yeah. would be sick. That yeah. would bring the house down. Yeah, so you that's exactly how I felt because at first when I saw this rumor, I'm like, yo, this is awesome because this is something I've been saying on the show for a while where I'm like, yo, you know, when when you have this the 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 weird amazing success of the switch where you know the a Mario Odyssey is selling so well for for 3 years it it actually creates a unique opportunity where those teams they get to make something different because there's not this pressure to make another Mario game because the old one is still selling so well so you buy yourself a lot of time and it's not like a Wii U scenario where it's like bro we need like 20 Mario games by next week to save this ship because it is sinking fast. Like they don't have that problem, right? So they actually can spend time doing some other stuff that they normally wouldn't do. So at first I'm like, yo, this is what I wanted, man. Like I want, I want like a Metroid made by the Zelda team. Like I want like a a Star Fox game made internally at Nintendo. Like all these franchises that we talk about, um, Nintendo's a product of their own success because like, all the franchises that everyone's always complaining don't get new sequels like F-Zero and Star Fox and Pikmin. It's really just because Nintendo only has, it's it's only so big, you know, they only have so many people that work there and they can't be making the next Mario, Zelda, Animal Crossing and Mario Kart and then also making the next in five other franchises. Like you need to have priorities and this game goes above this game. And so they always rely on external studios to make those games. Like Star Fox Assault was made by Namco and, you know, Donkey Kong Country Returns and and the Tropical Freeze was made by Retro. So this is what I wanted, right? I'm like, oh boy, these this A plus S tier, like the best game designers in the world making the other B tier Nintendo franchises, like just make, applying that skill set to that. But then just like what you just said, like I started reading into it and I'm like, wait, the rumor says that it's a 2D game. And I'm like, with the Mario Odyssey team making a 2D game, like, again, it might be amazing because again, Jungle Beat is awesome, right? But we already have Jungle Beat and Tropical Freeze is actually like, that game got ported to the Switch. That's like the best DKC game ever. That might even be just like (laughs) the best 2D platformer ever. Like it's in the running. So for me, I'm like, Unless they have an insane new idea, I really hope that they're not making a 2D game. And I would love for them to take on the challenge of like, bro, DK has never got really, they never really nailed a 3D platformer with Donkey Kong, right? Like Donkey Kong 64 is a good game on the N64, but it's not like the best, it's not great. It's not like as good as Banjo or as good as Mario 64 or as Galaxy. Like I would have loved to see like, Dude, imagine DK like in New Donk City. You know what I mean? Like yeah. something like that where you're like, oh, this I've never seen DK and this like awesome character and franchise in this kind of a creative 3D environment. So I had the same, I have the same uh, reaction you did where I'm like, I'm excited by this because I have so much faith in that team, even if it is a 2D game. But man, I really want it to be 3D, man. Like I personally like 3D platformers way more than I like 2D platformers. So if this is true, right? If the rumor's true, I'm going to be excited no matter what because that team has never made a bad game. Like the, the every game that this team has made is insanely good. 
But I, I, if it's 2D, and especially if it's new Super Mario Brothers, like kind of uh, style where it's very safe and it doesn't feel that creative, I'm gonna be really disappointed. Like it better not be like new Super Mario Brothers, dude. That that series, it's obviously it's not bad, but dude, like I don't need to play those games. Like those games are so baby easy, and like yeah, they're they're not creative the way that Mario Three is on the NES or Super Mario World was introducing Yoshi like those games kept be, just became very like formulaic and routine and slow and they're not that fun and Donkey Kong Country games especially Tropical Freeze they're faster they're difficult there's so much going on in the background like those games are really creative so um so yeah I mean this this is gonna be cool if it's true uh but man I really I'm with you man like I would I need this to be 3D man like I need that yeah, I like I it's the the new Super Mario games to me it's it's fast food. You know, it's great in the moment. It's great for like an hour with your friends until it de- derails into like you know, one guy keeps bubbling cuz he loses himself on screen. That's me. I'm that friend. And then like it's just people yelling at each other like nobody has fun at the end of those games. And they're just like again, they're they're super easy. Like if you those those games also aren't fun by yourself. Like games I feel like that are you, that I don't like it when a game like forces me to play the multiplayer option to get like the best enjoyable experience out of it. Like if multiplayer is, you know, and in, in a thing I can do on the side, then that's great. But, <clears throat> you know, if, if I can't have an enjoyable single player experience, that's not, you know, I'm bored, you know, where I'm not bored to tears. And like, I don't think that's great game design personally, but I I so desperately would love to see this game in 3D. And I'm not a I'm I'm very casual to Donkey Kong Country games. I've never played any of like the classic games. I've played like a few minutes of like uh Donkey Kong Country Returns and a bit and a little bit of Tropical Freeze. Those are just games that I've I've never got out of my way to buy. Um but they're fun. When I, when I whenever I played them at like friends' houses or like on you know the the GameStop demos, they've always been really really enjoyable. So like, if you're gonna bring in a team that made one of the best Mario games like of of the last you know decade, however long Mario's been alive, and you're gonna you know hamper you're gonna put cuffs on them and make them make you a 2D game, I feel like that's just you know that's just making things difficult for no reason. Yeah, unless. Unless like we're underestimating them and it's like, bro, the only reason this game's getting made is because the idea for it is just bonkers. And when you see it, it's going to blow you away. And like, if it's something like that, like Jungle Beat, where Jungle Beat is just, there's no other game that's like that. There's literally zero games before or after that play that way and are designed that way. And if it's like, if it's going to feel like that, where I'm going to be like, whoa, I've never played a 2D platformer like this, then I'll be super excited but if it's like New Super Mario Brothers, all the whole time I'm gonna be like, dude, just make a 3D game, like a 3D platformer with DK, like and and new ideas of like things that DK could do that you could never do in a Mario game, like stuff like that would be so exciting, man. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, we're gonna find out if this rumor is true. I also want to like, I also want to say like, as much time as we just spent on this rumor, I can't tell you how many rumors blow up the weeks before E3 that seem like so um inevitable oh my god yeah and then the show happens and you're like oh this didn't that wasn't in the show like that that didn't happen (laughs) and then like a month or two goes by or even a year goes by and that game just disappears and then you you're you're like fast forward to now where 
the Star Fox racing game that I kept hearing about for five years never, never materialized in any way, shape, or form. Like every E3 for four years, it was like, oh, this is the E3 where we see the Star Fox racing game. Like, <laughs> there was, there was, a, I don't know if you saw that, but like there was like a rumor for a long time that there was like a F Zero slash Star Fox like crossover game. Like it was like a weird like hybrid between the two series. And it just never happened. And it, it, but it was like a very persistent rumor. Like unlike other rumors, it just kept coming back. And so um, I don't know. We'll see what happens with this DK thing. But I think we're both actually. I'm surprised we're exactly on the same page on this. Like I, I like 2D platformers, but dude, I feel like I played. I feel like I played so many of them that it's like really hard for me to care about that genre. Whereas 3D platformers, you know, there were only ever really like four or five good ones, like total. You know what I mean? Like even when they were popular and then now we get none. Like there's 2D platformers every day from the indie scene and stuff. We get like no 3D platformers. You know what I mean? So yeah. that genre is, it, man, D, this sounds like a job for DK, bro. Bring back the 3D platformers. I would literally... I would take a dump in Kyle's pants. I'm never. I'm not gonna take a dump in my <laughs> pants. I'm, like this whole concept of taking a dump in your own pants, and then people are excited to say that. Why would you say that? Who shits not, in their own <laughs> pants? I'm not necessarily sure how I feel about you, Christopher Columbusing my pants and then choosing to defecate in them. But I'll get <laughs> back to you on that. I will say though, I can't promise I'll be on every podcast for the next month leading up to E3. But this is me getting up, getting ahead of myself, getting ahead of everybody else and warning you, the viewers at home. I'm looking directly in the eyes that I can't see right now. If, if it has anything to do with E3, believe nothing. These people are trying to lie to you. Every year I see these poor souls fall for the same crappy, like cell phone quality E3 leaks. Listen, every leak you see is fake. Until for until further notice, because you know what I can't stand about these people that like post these fakes of like the poorly angled shots of a computer or like, you know, it's a, this is for oh like internal use only. Please do not show. And it's, you know, the thing on the screen is like, you know, uh, Super Mario like HD or like Mario 5 coming in 2023 or something crazy, like insane like that. Like, believe nothing. <laughs> you poor souls. Listen, how like I can't believe we keep falling for these fake cell phone camera leaks when in the age of 2021 everybody has like a like a 4.6 billion megapixel phone like <laughs> camera in their phone and it's these like, people bro, still can't think yeah like come on who's the guy that has a flip phone that is taking this photo <laughs> you know what i mean in 2021 it's like a blurry shot and it's like it's so funny man yeah who's who's rubbing their phone in like in, in like room temperature like shredded cheese and then letting it dry over their camera in which like come on everybody's got an iphone if you're in the industry you have at least two smartphones and those cameras are better than the cameras that you can buy for your webcam for your for your cameras at home like come on don't be fooling me with this like blurry cam stuff like you're not taking pictures of bigfoot you're taking pictures of a picture of a, uh, you know, of a piece of paper in a hotel room yeah. that I, I'm sure is very well lit. So yeah. my advice to the folks at home, don't like read the leaks and laugh about them. But like, it, you know, if it says something like, oh, like we're getting, you know, uh, like, like I, I once legitimately read a leak that said we're getting a proper like numbered Mario sequel, Mario 5. Like that was not a joke. That's something yeah. I read online once. So like, please, for your own safety, don't believe the leaks. Just let's let's ride. Let's ride through this together and have fun with it. Yeah, and uh, 
just to add to that, um, you know, every, ever since Ultimate came out, like literally since, dude, I've, I'm a, I have to give Sakurai, like if I meet that guy, I'm going to shake his hand to say hello, but then I'm going to shake his hand again to say GG's, bro. Because this dude, he really plugged all the leaks for Smash. Like leading up to Ultimate, there were every, obviously all these idiots go online and just create their fake like, oh, this character's in the game and here's like this blurry screenshot. And like, I can't tell you how many of those people fell for. And actually, almost every single one ended up being fake. The only one that was real was there was a picture of Ken and Pichu next to each other. <laughs> and and I remember everyone thought it was fake because it was next to a bunch of other fake ones. So now we have the opposite problem where the real leak doesn't even look real anymore because there's so many fake ones. And like obviously every couple of months now with the DLC, it's like, oh, it's going to be this character. It's been wrong every single time. Like the, the before Sephiroth was revealed... It was the big rumor was it was going to be uh, Tracer from Overwatch, and so like, and it was circulating everywhere, and like people were like, "This is basically guaranteed." And then it was Sephiroth, and it was like, no one, he was not in anyone's radar. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, yeah, just leading up to this E3, that's that's our our PSA from from Koopa and myself. Like, believe no one. Okay. I will say, I will say, the only time you should believe a Smash leak is if you see Ken in the picture, because that's what the leakers have been trying to do whenever they like leak characters. Is that they like ma they like hack the game and make sure that Ken is in it in some fashion because of that one leak. Which yeah, I think, which I find hilarious. Um, but yeah, listen, let's just enjoy the ride. Like, don't get caught up in the hype. We could listen at this point in the DLC lineup for Smash specifically. I, I, you, I, I couldn't tell you. I could throw a dartboard at video game characters and they could all have a possibility of being right. I don't know where they go from here. That's the yeah. fun part about it. So let's just all, you know, let's let's all circle the date. I don't know if Nintendo's uh, press conference has been announced like officially on what day it's going to be. Um, but, uh, you know, anytime between June 12th to June 15th, everybody just relax and let's all uh, let's all hang out here. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, that's all. That's our show for this week. Uh, Koopa, what are you going to do with the rest of your night? I have another I'm going to record my own podcast for this week tonight. Um, so if you guys are interested in that, of course, you can uh, check me out every Saturday at the Cooped Up Pod. It is a pop culture and, you know, general discussion podcast about, you know, what, uh, you know, I myself and my friends have been watching. So, you know, I sit down and talk to my friends and, you know, we just kind of, you know, chop it up. Uh, last week's episode is with myself, uh, fellow Italian hazmat and our friend, uh, commentator friend Banjo, where we talk about the first season of, uh, Robert Kirkman's invincible on Amazon. We break down Marvel's phase four lineup, uh, you know, as, as we get in back into the Marvel season at the end of the year. So if you guys are into that sort of thing, you know, you can check me out on all your, your listening platforms, uh, anchor, YouTube, Spotify, Apple podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I stream on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Koopa and And you can follow me on Twitter at twitch.tv slash Koopa and as, uh, you know, I still do esports commentary from time to time. Awesome, dude. Thanks again for, uh, joining me on this show to talk about this stuff. Uh, if this DK thing is real, I was going to say, like, do you want to rate right now? Just before we go, last thing, do you want to rate one out of 10, the likelihood of this happening? Like, I want you to be like, all right, it's like a, actually let's do one through three, like okay. one, very unlikely, two, very possible and three guaranteed. Just so we can look stupid yeah. one way or the <laughs> other. 
when this when this announcement either happens or doesn't happen? I'll give it a three. Fuck it. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're just like it's guaranteed. Friend. Yeah, like screw it. Like you know why yeah. not? You know it's like at this point like something that specific and close to home I feel like is too like legit to not happen. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I'm willing to believe the hype in this. Like if it's coming from in house, it's coming this far away from E3 to where like it's not on some like crappy piece of like you know printer paper in somebody's hotel room like dimly lit at night. Like I, I can I can get behind this. All right, you know what? On further, I'm not even say, I, I'm actually genuinely not saying this just to contrast what you did because you're saying three guaranteed. I'm gonna say this is not even a one; it's a zero. I really don't think this is gonna happen, <laughs> and and I and I'm gonna tell you why. I don't think this is gonna happen because I really don't think there's a world where that team looks at the the Scrooge McDuck pile of money that Mario Odyssey <laughs> made Nintendo. And they were like, let's not make a Mario Odyssey 2. Like, I don't know that there's a universe. Because Mario Odyssey 2 is like such a brain dead, easy, obvious thing to do. So if I'm going to just bet right now, you're going with a three. I'm going with a zero. I think we're going to we're gonna have this conversation a month from now or after E3. And I think... Uh, I don't think we're gonna we're gonna like this rumor. This is giving me the Star Fox F Zero vibe. This rumor. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we are out. Good night, everybody. Thank you guys. See you next week. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. You can follow me on Twitter at Super Glintendo. The Glintendo Podcast is a weekly Nintendo slash Smash community podcast. Our aim is to have galaxy brain conversations on all things Nintendo. If you like the show, please consider becoming a friendo and supporting on patreon.com slash Glintendo. Friendos get early access to the show each Thursday. The show then becomes free to all the following Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts right now, and you actually like the show, please give us a good review. It helps boost our visibility so more people can find the show. This show is brought to you by our amazing producers, Naomi Eduardo, In a Yellow Flash, and the legendary Riz. Riz.